You know, Ty, you remember that uh, vision I shared with you in the car um, on our way to get some lunch um, about I saw these giant buff arms wrapping America, and I saw it symbolic of this worship move that you're going to be a part of in the nation, and that the arms are breaking and, and squeezing America where things are just going to pop. And then the Lord spoke two specific things of what they'll be, um, and, and as I felt my spirit, one was uh, you're gonna, your worship's going to break racism. That's one thing. You're going to be a racist breaker. And then you're also going to be a denomination shaker. And so bringing denominations, I know you share that's your heart. And that's what I heard the Lord, Lord say. So come on. He loves you. Come on. Can you give a hand for what the Lord's going to do? So good. Yeah. Y'all having a good weekend? Me too. I'm having a great weekend. Get to worship with Jesus more than I usually do in a corporate setting. I love that. It's so good. Um, let's pray. Jesus, we love you. We can't get enough of you. Father, just come have your way right now. Let your word be spoken with truth. Holy Spirit, just come and take over. Pierce our hearts with your truth. Bring us into change and transformation right now, God. Strengthen your people. Amen. Amen. This past weekend, uh, I've had a really busy weekend this past week. It's been a blast. Have a mission week with the young people and then this worship weekend. And uh, I don't know about you, does anybody uh, can sometimes get a little short or moody? When you're, we're a little busy. <laughs> and so, uh, and don't worry, I've only, already apologized to my wife. But this, this past week, and I, I've been a little short and moody, and uh, even, even to my wife. And uh, you know what's interesting is, well, first off, baby, I love you. Thanks for forgiving me. You're so good. Little Zayden man, thanks for forgiving me, my little dude. Um, but it's funny how sometimes when you, you may, you know, you can carry this heaviness when you've maybe acted in flesh a bit, you know? And so then you're kind of like, oh, like you feel a heaviness when you've let uh, your flesh lead instead of your Holy Spirit, right, inside. And so I just want to portray to you, even for even the band members or for me to come up and release a word, it's really important that I'm not relying on my flesh. So I'm not even relying on what I did formerly, I'm not even relying on uh, 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 present circumstances because my strength that I find is not in people or things that happen, right? And so today I'm here to talk to you about God strong. God strong. I would say God strong. God strong. This is how, this is how I stepped into freedom and said yes to Jesus in demolishing and destroying sexual immorality and pornography in my life, right? Uh, this is also where, where the orphan mindset just got booted, you know? This is where I have discovered where my strength actually is and how to stay strong and remain strong. So you're ready to get God strong? Let's do it. Thank you, God. All right, here's our goals. I want you to recognize the unlimited and perfect strength God has for you. Receive strength from God and learn how to stay strong. Okay, you've had moments of strength, but in between you have, you've had more moments of weakness. So I want to help you transfer where you have more strength experiences in your life. Uh, Philippians 4.13, we've all heard this. A couple weeks ago in prayer, uh, the Lord just put this on my heart to release this word this morning. So if you are here, the Lord has a word for you. 
I think it's a miracle that God can speak one thing to all people and let it relate to them. That's a miracle in itself, right? Uh, Okay. I can do all things through him who strengthens me, him, Jesus. So this isn't just a phrase, and just because you say it doesn't mean you're actually strong, right? And just because you've read it a couple times doesn't mean you're being strengthened. This gives us a vision of what we can have. And now it's time to learn how to actually get strengthened. Here we go, 1 Samuel 30, verse 1. Then it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had made a raid on Negev and on Ziklag and had overthrown Ziklag and burned it with fire. And then we'll move on to um, verse 6. So what happens is the Amalekites, they raid the areas um, that David's people were part of, their wives and children and plunder and everything was robbed and stolen. Now David's uh, two wives had been taken captive, the widow. Let's keep moving on to where David was greatly distressed. Moreover, David was greatly distressed because the people spoke of stoning him. For all the people were embittered, each one because of his sons and his daughters, but David strengthened himself and the Lord his God. So everybody's looking at David, the leader, who's supposed to bring victory and they experienced defeat behind their back. And so now everybody's staring at David saying, let's stone him. David's immediate reaction, strengthen himself in the Lord. So the first key to being God strong is reliance. Reliance on God. And again, just because I say, oh yeah, I rely on God, doesn't mean I'm doing it. We got to make sure what I'm saying, I'm also doing I mean, it's a great start to say something so that you can allow your body and flesh and everything to follow and actually do that, but it's not enough to just say it. Everybody say reliance. Ask your neighbor, are you relying on Jesus? Oh, you don't have to answer yet. It's okay. Reliance. Verse 7. Let's go to verse 7. So he strengthens himself in the Lord. What did this look like for David? So he told the priests, bring me the ephod. And so... The priest brought it to David. The ephod was more properly known and significant towards the high priest that wore it as a symbol of a priest to the Lord and one who entered and encountered in his presence. So David's immediate response when a moment of weakness was there, when there were attacks and voices of different people, David said, I will not rely on your voice or your voice or your voice or your voice. I will rely on his voice. And so I need to find out what he wants to say. So immediately, David went to the Lord. He prepared himself to encounter. Oh, that's so good. We'll just stop right there, right? So good. Verse eight, let's go to verse eight. David inquired of the Lord, shall I pursue the Amalekites, this band. Shall I overtake them? God said, pursue. You will surely overtake them and you will surely rescue all. The second point to be God strong is pursuit. Pursuit. Everybody say pursuit. So to rely on the Lord and then to pursue the Lord. Relying on the Lord leads me to pursue God because it's hard to rely on someone when you're not spending time with them, right? I don't know about you, but I don't really rely on people that I don't know. 
So if I don't know God, but I say I'm relying on him, well, how does that work? I rely on God, and I show that by spending time with him. Pursuit. God's strong. Pursuit. Tell your neighbor, are you pursuing the Lord? Thank you, God. You know, Isaiah 33, 2, it says, be our strength. God, be our strength every morning. I read that. I was like, interesting. So that means there can be some mornings where God's not my strength. Perhaps when I'm not pursuing him. And then how am I relying on him? And then I'm not strong. So that's why it's important. That's why there's something significant about the morning. Because it's, it's a lot easier to rely on the Lord when you spend time with him immediately. And then maybe you already know what he's saying about the day. Instead of something happening and then you go to the Lord like, shoot, what do I do? He's like, well, I would have told you. Right? Jesus did everything that he did and he knew it was the Father's will because he spent time with him in the cool of the morning. Huh. That's so good. A few of David's Psalms. Okay, let's see how David's intimacy with the Lord was displayed as one who pursues. Psalm 119.28. My soul is weary with sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. So even when he's weary, even when he feels sorrow, that's why even if I feel heavy and lame, whatever, even if I feel down, that will not lead how I pursue. Because that means I'm relying on my feelings instead of on him and his presence. So if I come in worship and just got in an argument with my wife in the car and I'm really heated up, okay? But if I don't sing a thing and I'm just like, you know, how am I pursuing the Lord? So my pursuit is not based upon what's happening. My pursuit is based upon him and what he's doing. And so I want him. I don't know about you. If you read Psalms, David went through just a few things. Okay? Just a couple people hated his guts. Little favored man of God. Another Psalm, twenty-two, nineteen. But you, Lord, do not be far from me, David says. You are my strength. Come quickly to help me. Interesting. So getting strengthened by the Lord and pursuing him requires the distance to be close. I'm strengthened by the Lord when I'm around him. You guys ever been around somebody and you feel really low? You're like, man, that person really likes to make me feel like I'm nothing. Or you've been around somebody who they make you feel like you can be the president, you even know how to spell president. You're like, man, I think I can do that. Even though you're 20, you've got 20 more years, right? Psalm 28, 7 through 8. This one's good. Some of you heard this one. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart exults, and with my song, I shall thank him. Hmm. My shield. The Lord is their strength, and he's a saving defense to his anointed. So, in pursuing the Lord, you are recognizing God is your shield. He's your defense. So, even if there's something being wrongly accused about you, God is your defense. He's your shield. He will make truth known. It's what he does. If there's something in your life where you need justice to happen, rely on the Lord. Let yourself be God strong. Pursuit. Pursuit. So we have reliance and we have pursuit. 
You all heard this one. Nehemiah 8.10 talks about joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Interesting. It's hard to be joyful and not express it. It's really hard. Like I I use worship as an example because it's really easy and we just spend time doing it. If I'm joyful and I'm not expressing it, how much joy do I have? Or how is my joy displayed if I'm not displaying it? Even if I at least smile, it would be a good idea, right? Like if I need to let someone know I'm happy to see them, but I'm just like, hey, I'm happy to see you. Glad you're here. (laughs) Instead of, hey, I'm happy to see you. See? Reliance, pursuit. The third thing to be God strong is obedience. We're about to get spanked. Get ready. Okay, so a little backstory on the Malachites. 1 Samuel 15, 2 through 11, it talks about God saying, I'm going to punish Amalek and his gang for what they've done because supposedly they were known as one of the first groups, if not the first group, to attack the Israelites out of captivity from Egypt. God did not like them because they messed with his people. So God instructed Saul to destroy them. And so Saul starts with obedience, and he goes and attacks. And he's experiencing victory. But then he leaves the king alive. Oops. And God said, because of your disobedience, I will strip your position and your authority. Disobedience can hinder you from reaching your destiny. That's why you'll experience a great level of freedom when you're not just believing that you're free from all sin, but when you're actually being free from sin. When you actually experience freedom, instead of just knowing it, there's this new level of encountering and seeing and experiencing your destiny. Let me tell you, preaching in sin and preaching in holiness is night and day. Night and day. So... Saul disobeyed God. And now we're going forward and David is confronted with the same option to obey or disobey God. God said, go pursue them. Let's jump back into 1 uh, Samuel 30, verse 8. Surely you overtake them. Next verse. We got David went, he and the 600 men were with him and came to the brook where those left behind remained. And then you have 400 of them continue, 200 remain because they get exhausted. Everybody say exhausted. And then all of a sudden, they confront an Egyptian who was a servant to the Malachites, and he was banished from them. And David says, hey, you know where they are? And he's like, yeah, but please do not give me back to them or give me a hard time if I take you there. David's like, deal. And so he takes them to the camp, and David raids them and destroys them and obeys the word of God and leaves nobody alive because he's obedient to the Lord, because he's destroying everything that is resisting against God's people and his will. Everybody say obedience. Reliance. Pursuit. Obedience. 
keys to being God strong. You see, the fear of the Lord needs to be more powerful than my physical state of energy. You had a few men who were exhausted on the way, 200 men stayed back. But it doesn't matter how I feel, what matters is what God's word says. And so that's why my obedience is not based upon my feelings. And that's why it's easier to be obedient when I'm actually in church and when I'm actually getting involved and when I'm actually submitting under pastors, when I'm actually finding out the vision and carrying it and wanting to fulfill the will that's in this house. It's really hard to be obedient when I'm not spending time at dad's house, when I'm not getting to know dad. Why would I want to be obedient to dad? But if I'm spending time with him and if I'm loving his house, if I'm taking care of it, a lot easier. The fourth point of being God strong is equipped. Everybody say equipped. Ephesians 6.10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. And then you have a list of the armor of God. You got the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, the breastplate of righteousness, the belts of truth, the shoes of the gospel, sword of the spirit, the shield of faith. It's important to be equipped That's why, yes, I spend intimate time in prayer with the Father. That's why, yes, I read his word and I get trained and equipped in that. That's why, yes, I be part of as many trainings as I can in the church to be equipped to know my destiny, to know my identity. That's why I make sure I'm balanced and I have everything that I need to be equipped. And part of being equipped is filled with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 3.16, I pray that out of his glorious riches... He may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. You see, the world is hungry to be strong. People want to be strong. You got protests after protests, and then protests because there's protesting of the protesters. I'll protest that. Because you think you're strong, but I will show you that I'm strong. And my belief is bigger than your belief. And my color is bigger than your color. And you got terrorists forcing cleansing they're forcing they're taking the cleansing of the world in their own hands by killing people but jesus says let me cleanse people i will cleanse people by dying instead of killing them the world is looking for somebody to strengthen them and here's the thing i can't rely on myself to be strong because i don't know about you but i figured out i screwed up Every time. (laughs) Last point of being God strong is unlimited. Unlimited. I'm going to invite the band on up here because I love them and I want to be as close as I can to them. Unlimited. God strong is unlimited. Remember, Flip? We got uh, Philippians 4.13, I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You see, without Christ, you're limited to what you can do. And in John, it talks about, apart from me, you can do nothing. You can do nothing apart from me. Here's the thing. Yeah, you can do things without Jesus, but you are limited to how well you do them and if you'll actually follow through. See, I can get married without Jesus, but can I stay married without him? I can have a child without Jesus, but can I raise him in the Lord's way so he doesn't depart without him? 
I can get a job without Jesus, but will I actually be a part of doing the specific assignment God has for me without Jesus? Check these two verses out. The sovereign Lord is my strength, Habakkuk 3.19. He makes my feet like the feet of deer, and he enables me to tread on the heights. So without Jesus, I can just be down in the valley, right? But with Jesus, I get to tread on heights. I get to go higher. And it's beyond being wealthy. It's beyond having influence. It is experiencing victory in every area of my life. Imagine if there was people who, in their relationships, in their mind, in their actions, in their sexuality, in their identity, in their dreams and desires. Imagine if all areas were victorious. Instead of a couple people just having victory in a couple areas. Come on, we're coming into the fullness of who we're meant to be. Isaiah 40, 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. I know people who love that verse, but they are not experiencing it. Because just because I say the Lord is my strength doesn't mean I'm being strengthened. This is what you do to be strengthened. You pray. You spend time with the Lord. Just because my flesh is tired doesn't mean I don't get up when that alarm hits. And I'll have grace in myself if I don't get up that one time. But I will do everything I can. I will put that phone in the corner in my closet so I have to open that door, trip over my shoes, and have my wife yell at me, Get up! You woke me up, so you better get up. Whatever it takes. If I want to be God strong, I need to get rid of myself. I need, to, I need to stop relying on myself. I don't need no freedom. I don't need no deliverance. That's for pansies. Yeah, but God used pansies to deliver nations. Paul says, I boast in my weakness so that I can be strong. That's why I say a few things the Lord delivered me from because I boast in them to show where my strength is. Man, I'm excited. Stop relying on your own strength. Mark 12, 30 says, love the Lord your God with all your strength. Your strength is not yours and your strength is made to love God. John 15, 5, remember, apart from me, you can do nothing. Remember I said that, apart from him, you can do nothing. You can do some things, but you can't do everything. And with him, you're unlimited. Without him, you're limited. Stop relying on your strength. Stop relying on other strengths and rely on him. All right, so I'll stand. First, if you don't have the rock, if you don't have the cornerstone of your foundation where you build your life, his name is Jesus. You've been relying on your own strength because you have not received the very gift he's given you of salvation and freedom and you're done letting sin define you and you recognize coming up is not a sign of weakness, it's a sign of strength. If you haven't given your heart to Jesus and you want to, I just want to invite you to come up to the front real quick. I don't got, I don't got a lot of time, so just get up here. 
who hasn't given the heart to Jesus and wants you come on up. I want to make sure if there's anybody in here that's not given the heart to Jesus, come on up. Second thing, if you are tired of being weary and staying weak, Isaiah 40, 29, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. If you want to be strengthened, if you're sick and tired of acting like you're strong, men, if you're done trying things on your own, a specific area, whether it's your marriage, your family, your children, your job, your work, your career, finances, whatever it is, you're sick and tired of figuring out on your own. I know there's quite a few of us here that are done relying on our own strength. If you want to receive strength from the Lord in a couple minutes, come on up right now. You want to receive strength from the Lord. I'm up here. If I wasn't up here, I'd be up here. You want to receive strength from the Lord. Not, hey, you who are weak, show everybody that you're weak because you don't got to figure it out. You want strength from the Lord because that's where you get it. David would be running up here in his underwear. Don't do that. Who wants to be strengthened? Thank you, God. Jesus. All right, let's just let his strength wrap us right now. Stay here. Don't go anywhere. Let his strength wrap you right now. Let's go ahead and dim the lights a little more in the room. Come, God.